The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. You're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. What's up? You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Uh, excuse me, it's Get the Funk Out. Right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right, get the f*** out. All right, enough already. I get it. Yeehaw! All right, happy Monday, everybody. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Waiting for Luke Micey to join us. He'll be here in just a few minutes. And if you're not familiar with Luke, he was actually on my very first uh, few shows, and he's a great guy. He's, he uh, describes himself as an activator, strategic thinker, and some say he talks too much. I don't think so, Luke. Luke plans to spend his life helping others. He's known as a business-minded creative because of his strategic approach to generating results and has been helping business succeed, businesses succeed for almost 20 years. And he's going to tell us all about his cycle cause. Hi, Luke. Good morning. Let's get you on the mic. All right, he just joined us. And uh, he has a uh, cause that he's actually riding to save malnourished children. So it's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Luke Micey. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to be here. You dashed in at the I very I know. Left. I dashed in at the <laughs> driving around looking for parking. And <laughs> Sprinting up Mesa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you first came on my show, you were talking about a product to help malnourished children. Yeah, yeah. We, we had these packets of... Uh, peanut butter basically it's peanut butter milk and vitamins called RUTF mm-hmm. um, it's been a cause that I've been involved in for about four years so and I met you at the TEDx event mm-hmm. I remember you were talking Irvine. about very passionate about yeah. it where has that gone I know that you have a whole new event coming up yeah so I um uh, oh gosh it's been about two years ago now uh, I'm trying to remember that was probably about four years ago yes. that I spoke at TEDx so right. uh, about two years ago I um, was kind of in this place where I was a little bit frustrated with the organization because they weren't doing a lot to raise public awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the truth is they were manufacturing the product and they were fulfilling their vision, which was to manufacture the product. And to give you an idea of how big the scope has gotten now, they, um, uh, they in the last 12 months, have made 45 million packets. Whoa. So it's a, it's a big... That's incredible. Yeah, it's a big project. And so uh, I had this moment where I got really convicted and realized they aren't doing a lot of the fun public awareness stuff because that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's leveraging my background in branding and marketing uh, and mm-hmm. really bringing that to the table and saying, how do we raise um, awareness? So out of that, I started an organization called Stop Sam. And SAM is the acronym Severe Acute Malnutrition. And mm-hmm. so it's idea of telling the story uh, in create fun, creative ways and then um, raising money and awareness for buying packets. There's a lot of organizations, other nonprofits that could use these treatments uh, in their facilities. Yes. But because they're also a nonprofit, it's just one more thing that they have to raise money for, like uh, other kinds of medication and stuff. 
I put this on my blog, by the way. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Luke Micey. Is that how you pronounce yes. your last name? Yeah. And uh, it's, my blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And it's incredible. Your, your event coming up, Cycle Cause, Ride to Save Malnourished Children, uh, I put all this information up here, and it's so moving to see the before and after picture mm-hmm. of the child. Yeah. How how has that touched other organizations? I know you're involved. I believe with was it UNICEF and yeah. So UNICEF is a big distributor <coughs> of the product, um, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other organizations that um, uh, they can't get product from UNICEF, mm-hmm. and uh, and so they would need to. Um, raise money to in order to get the product so if we can get them product they know how to use it they can get it to the kids and so stop sam the really the idea of stop sam is to be able to raise money buy packets and give them to other nonprofits that are already doing a lot of medical work that could use these packets um and so two years ago started that organization headed down this road of using it and the whole plan up until last september was to juggle my career with stop sam that was in my head it was that's what i was gonna do yeah well yeah it is and it isn't so it's like half time doing that doing some fun campaigns Um, Mm -hmm. we did a campaign in orange county last year called pbj for good which was uh, 16 um, chefs in Orange County creating their version of a pe- peanut butter jelly sandwich, putting on the menu. So we had like Haven Gastropub, Arc, I mean, big restaurants in Orange County That's great. Uh, do that. And so the, the plan was just to juggle the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, in September, I was writing down all these marketing ideas for Stop Sam of how to get the word out, of how to you know launch this organization. And this idea that I've been trying to kill for two years because it's just too big was this idea of riding my bike across America. And I kept saying, no, I can't do that. That's crazy. And so I'd kill it and push it away. And then Mm -hmm. six months later, something would trigger it in my head again. And I can't do that. And so in September, um, here was this list of marketing ideas. And on that list was this bike ride across America. Still nagging at you. Still (laughs) nagging at me. And it was the idea of like... I can tell people they should care or I can show people how to care. Yes. And so, um, but I decided I would tell my wife about this idea. She would say no. Okay. And then I was off the hook. And what happened? So we were out (laughs) on a date and I said, hey, I want to go across the country and speak and raise awareness. And I don't want to be away from you and the boys. And I was thinking about getting on my bicycle and Mm -hmm. riding to New York. And she looked at me straight in the eye and said, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Let's do it. (gasps) Oh, she's great. two or three days of just, I couldn't get my head around what just happened. I mean, that was not how it was mm-hmm. supposed to play out. And so since then, just this crazy amount of momentum built. So um, I had sponsors jump on board uh, in November. I, I started shutting down my business. Mm-hmm. I've had a business uh, marketing and branding business Long for 17 time. years. Yeah. yeah. And so I shut all that down. I gave up my office. I had a great office down in Old Town Orange that I gave up. I've been there for 13 years. And I just started just taking steps forward, just yes. saying this is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, somebody gave us an RV. Somebody gave me a bike. People have given us all kinds of different products to get amazing. on a trip. And so we're 60 days out now from I'm getting on my bike in San Diego. I'm going to ride to Portland. Okay. And then I'm going to ride to New York. So it's up and then across because I needed the extra thousand miles. Apparently, I don't know. I In my head, it all made sense <laughs> until I put it down on map and I said, wow, this is a long ways. <laughs> so it's about 5,000 miles. So Now, what did your kids think of all this? Oh, they're excited. I mean, they, they you know, it's an adventure. I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're a little scared. So we talk a lot about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's done a huge amount for our family just with... Um, bonding yeah and just having conversations about life and having conversations my wife and i are closer than we've ever been that's fantastic um and they know why we're doing it which has been really important for me Mm -hmm. um again same comment similar comment that i made earlier i can tell my kids that they should care about people or i can show them how to care about people and i think uh, a lot of times kids do what parents do more than they do what parents say 
And so right. this is really, uh, you know, it is about saving malnourished kids, but it's also a journey for us as a family for me to show my kids, like, this is what hope looks like. This is what mm-hmm. faith looks like. This is what stepping out and, and kind of into the unknown for someone else and, and sacrificing for someone else. Yes. Um, you know, this is what fitness looks like. I mean, I my background is... Um, I got really, really heavy. I mean, I was over 300 pounds. I remember you telling uh, me. Yeah. And so, you know, I've lost 135 pounds that cycling. That is incredible. And, you know, there's a certain irony to the story of me losing weight mm-hmm. and giving weight away to these kids that need it. Right. But I want to show my own kids, like, you know, stay in shape. Don't do not yes. do what dad did. Yes. <laughs> so. Uh, let me ask, what caused you to gain all that weight? Was just stressed, a bad period of your life? Yeah, it was It was stress. Um, I did have a thyroid issue, okay. uh, and so I think that led to a lot of it. But honestly, a lot of it was stress. I mean, I yeah. started um, – uh, I grew up in a family business. I started the design company when I was 18. Uh, wow, I got married at 21. Young. I mean, I was very young and mm-hmm. put under a lot of stress or put myself under a lot of stress. And I have one of those kind of anxious personalities anyways. And so it just kind of added to it. Yes. And that was what I would do. And I wasn't paying attention to my health. And um, I hit a point where it was really my kids that woke me up. I realized at that time I had one child, uh, Andrew, my oldest. I realized, like, I may not see him grow up. That is awful. Know? How and scary. Yeah. And it's so reality. that kind of woke me up. Reality and slap. I told my wife that, uh, you know, I'm either going to stay this weight and just accept who I am mm-hmm. or I'm going to make long lifestyle changes, long-term lifestyle changes. Um, what I wasn't going to do is do the up and down anymore because, like, everybody dieting in the U.S., you go right. up and then you oh, I know. go down. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And so I kind of just stumbled on cycling. A friend let me borrow a bike, and it was weird. I hated the first ride I went on. It was Why? like a 10-mile ride, and it's, I was so out of shape and so miserable. Puffing and, and puffing. And- I mean, I had... I had gone to get a physical and I had like pre-hypertension. I mean, I had bad, bad stuff That's going scary. on. Um, my resting heart rate at that time was 85, which is Whoa. really high. I just had a physical last week. Um, and in the afternoon, my resting heart rate was 55. And I actually did the it in difference. the morning the other day and was 48, which is really, really that. like athletic status, you know? Awesome. And so, um, but yeah, there was something about it, even though it was a brutal, hard you know, being so out of shape mm-hmm. and going on the ride, there was something that drew me back to it. And I think that part of it was the solitude. Yes. Um, as a creative person, I was l- really missing that space to just think and dream and, and kind of right. let things ricochet around in right. my brain. We need um, that. We need that. Nobody yeah. has that here, especially Southern California. It's very rapid pace and it's, you know, it's, it's a tough, it's tough to carve out that space. Right. Um, but now, I mean, for me, I crave it it's to good. the point where my wife, if I don't ride for a few days, she pushes me out on the bike because I get just out of the house. Ba- Luke, yeah, you're yeah. making me crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to go ride. You need to go ride. So, oh, that's funny. Yeah. What well, do your boys want to ride at any point during the? Yeah, ride? we'll we'll find um, spots where they can. You know, I want to make sure they're safe, obviously. But right. if there's some bike trails or some kind of closed path um, spots, they'll they'll mm-hmm. they'll have some portions with me. So, uh, my wife's learning how to drive a 32 foot uh, diesel pusher Whoa. RV right now, which is kind of <laughs> scary. Um, but yeah, they'll definitely they'll definitely ride portions of it. So. How exciting. Um, yeah. How I spent my summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, and so the plan is it's a, it's about 90 days. Um, my kind of, uh, you know, not really on the books goal, but my secret goal is to get to New York by my birthday, which is September 19th. Oh, you should and do so, it. And um, so I'm trying to push to get there by then. And then, uh, and then we're going to spend about two to three months driving back and speaking. So that's really when the heavy, uh, really the story is being built on the way out and mm-hmm. then kind of told on the way back. That's going to be um, fantastic. Yeah. So. What do you want people to get from this adventure of yours? Um, 
you know, I, I, I want to raise awareness for the cause, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I want people to see uh, that, um, you know, malnutrition is a huge issue uh, in, in the developing world. And it's an issue that we have a pretty simple solution for. Um, it's a one-time treatment uh, that gets these kids back to a healthy weight. And then uh, over 90% stay that way. Uh, they don't need to go back on any sort of thing. And it's an investment in the future because if you have a child who's who does survive malnutrition and ends up being um, crippled, let's say, now you've got uh, an adolescent that's crippled that can't go to school. Right. And now you've got an adolescent that becomes an adult that is now a burden on a society that's already in poverty. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we can fix that, we have now an, a strong, able-bodied adult who can actually work and go to school and actually sure. help pull that community out of poverty. So it's a bigger issue than just the kids. This mm-hmm. is a long-term issue. So um, obviously, as the co-founder of Stop Sam, I mean, and and what I do is marketing. I mean, a lot of this is raising awareness for that. Um, I also want to inspire people to just go do things. Like I think so many people, uh, and I it is for me. I mean, I have a, a frustration, um, and it's a frustration that I had with myself for so long of you know, bright, young, talented people that have the energy, they, they get fearful and they just don't go do the things they're supposed to do. And sure. um, I'm hoping that the kind of ripple effect of this is, you know, I want people to care about what I'm doing, but at the end of the day, I just want them to care about something. Yes. <laughs> like light up something. about something. Yes. And, uh, and I, as an individual of the last five years, all my speaking and everything I've done, um, even in the design community, is just about lighting people up. I want to see people light up about something in life. Yes. And, I like um, that. And that's really what this is about is to show them that, you know what, I was that person that was stagnant and not doing anything for a long time. And then mm-hmm. I found uh, passion, which is my cycling and, and what I've been able to do there and speaking. And that passion eventually collided with this great purpose to help these little kids. And um, I've been telling people I'm almost obnoxious to be around <laughs> now because I'm so excited about it. You know, I just and it's infectious. I know that, you know, right. I know that people get excited. I mean, we have friends that are been waiting to move out of town and they finally said hey we're we're moving we're gonna buy a house and go move where we wanted to move what are we waiting for exactly. they're they're going crazier than we are they're yes. going on an rv for six months right so. no i think it's great because some people i mean the theme of my show is get the funk out right. some people are in this personal professional whatever kind of funk and you can't seem to find yourself and like you they might have an idea and they think oh what am i out of my mind yeah and look, you thought your wife was going to shoot you down. Right. You know? I mean, that that was the plan. That's how it was supposed to go down. <laughs> really? The plan was not so for her to I'm say I'm going to yes. tell her and she'd be like, what are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah. I, I had a friend uh, that I had had lunch with um, shortly after all this happened. And he looked at me and he said, dude, your wife wants to go on an adventure. Go. He goes, you have to go because there's so many guys that have tried to open that door. Yes. He said, even if you don't go for yourself, you have to go for all the other men that have tried yes. to open that door. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But it's true, though, you know, yeah. and life's And for short. her, she, um, uh, we had a great moment uh, after she had kind of committed to this. And she said, you know, when uh, when our second was born, um, Aiden, who's five, mm-hmm. uh, we she decided to stay home and uh, wanted to kind of be with the kids for those first few years. And she really, she knew she would have a little more time. And so she... Um, which she doesn't because being a stay-at-home mom with two kids is oh, crazy it, amount. Of, yeah, <laughs> it's easier to go to work. That's it for is sure. easier to go to work. Uh, but um, she said, you know, I really wanted to get involved in something uh, related to kids. And my my wife is kind of that mom's mom. Like if something ever happened to any of her friends, uh, they would leave their kids with my wife. I mean, mm-hmm. she's that. You know, she's like the mother of other kids too. That's great. And so um, she said uh, when we were when this whole thing started and we were out on a date and she was telling me, yeah, let's do it. 
um, she said when we first got involved in this malnutrition thing, she thought, oh, this is it. This is the thing I want to get involved in because mm-hmm. I want to be involved in something with kids. Sure. And she's never found her role because I've been out kind of doing what I do. And um, so she started crying and she says, my role is to take my husband on this trip. Oh. And, you know, of course, I started right, crying. I'm getting choked <laughs> up right now a little bit thinking about it. But um, and so, I mean, she has been incredible. Unbelievable. Partner. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Partner. Yeah. I mean, I have just a different level of. Uh, respect and relationship with her because of all this so you know some people don't even know how to communicate with Mm. so whether it's your partner your friends whatever and it sounds like you know you just have to lay it out there this is how I'm feeling this is what I want to do and then you test the waters you know and really test in my case it wasn't that I was trying to get out of doing it so oh you're so funny (laughs) (laughs) so funny I mean I, I you know that's the thing with with something this big um you know I have this uh kind of uh, c- continual dialogue about leadership. I think um, there's a lot of people that will step up and call themselves leaders. And I think if they understood the sacrifice that it takes to do something big, mm-hmm. they wouldn't put that title on themselves right. because they really don't understand it. They like the camaraderie and the idea of putting that title with them. But sure they do. I think, I think there's a lot of people that do stuff like this that are apprehensive going into it because oh, right. it's so big. And yes. Typically, those are the ones that get kind of plucked out of life and get to go do stuff that is, you know, I mean, I, I'm just along for the ride, just like everybody else. Um, and just trying to be faithful to what I'm supposed to do. And it's, it's weird to find your passion, this level of purpose where Mm -hmm. it isn't about me anymore at all. I mean, this is about something so much bigger and, uh, I feel privileged because I I know a lot of people go through life and never find that. So, right, right. Tell me something. Have you been to some of these countries where this product is making an impact? I haven't. Uh, that's part of this story. Um, in 2015, I'm going to go. Um, mm-hmm. For me, uh, you know, and I've had a lot of people ask me, like, well, how are you so passionate about it if you haven't been there? And it, it's pretty simple to me. I mean, there's a baby dying of malnutrition, you know. Right. I could go or I could just go do something about it. Yes. And, um, uh, you know, I've had experiences with my own kids where they've inspired me because kids kids don't have the filter that we do as adults. Um, mm-hmm. They just do stuff. And it may be the little, like, they may do one little thing that to them is the biggest difference in the world. And it's inspiring to see my own kids. You know, my son has been selling the Rainbow Loom, the, the bracelets, oh, yes. you know, the rubber band That's, bracelets yes. that <laughs> basically took over the world, which I still don't took quite understand. But, yeah, yeah, we have to go to Michael's and find the red rubber bands. Right. Cause, you know, um, but, like, he's raised over $200 just selling r- rainbow bracelets. Him. and. To him, like he knows he's making an impact for these children. And it's not about some massive millions of dollars, you know, some big goal like I may have. To him, it's pure. There's a kid starving. Yes. I know how to fix it. And I'm going to do everything I can to fix it. I think it's great. And regardless of what it is. And, um, And so that's been fun to see my own kids step up like that. But that also inspires me to just step out and go, you know what? At the end of the day, if this was if this whole trip was to save one kid, I would still go mm-hmm. because who am I to say that that kid doesn't deserve a chance at life? You know exactly. Um, and so, to, back to your question, I I haven't needed to go in order to stay inspired about it, but I do want to go in 2015 as part of this story because I want to show. Okay, you've supported me. We've gone on the road. We did the bike ride. We raised this amount of money. Now here's, here's who we're the touching. result. Yeah, yes. here's who we're touching. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's tremendous. And, uh, again, we're talking with Luke Micey. I love the picture on um, your blog. I put it on my, my blog as well. Psycho Cause, the four of you, your wife, 
Yeah. And your two kids with the pose. <laughs> Where <laughs> um, was this taken? That was up at uh, uh, Glendora Ridge Road, which is up near Mount Baldy. Mm-hmm. Um, the video that's on CycleCause.com is also, uh, there's some footage of me riding that was shot up there. And so all of our kind of promo photos were shot up there. It's just a remote. We shot our holiday photos on this remote road kind of as an announcement of what we were doing um, to tell you know, extended relatives, this crazy idea. So I think it's great. Were you the one who was telling me when you first came on my show that you had a team, like a, a mentor group that mm-hmm. you would, you still do that? Yeah. I, so I, um, it's more, it's a little more loose where I meet directly with advisors um, <clears throat> and kind of just hang out with the mentors. But then I have a planning team for the ride that has been unbelievable. I mean, these guys have stepped up. Um, my, my dad uh, cooks for us every, every meeting. That's so we great. go to my parents' house and my dad's a, barbecue nut he's big into barbecue he's a judge and Mm -hmm. i mean he's his barbecue is incredible so he cooks for us uh once a month and we Mm -hmm. get our team together and um plan out the various aspects and then they reach out into their networks and these are guys that are you know uh kind of at the top of their career and what they do and they've they've believed in me and and that's what's been amazing i mean just the amount of support of people rallying behind me and uh it's been it's been unbelievable. It's been overwhelming. Well, you have so. an incredible network of people. I mean, be- sure. having your own business sure. 17 years. I remember right. uh, hearing you at TEDx and all the different things that you do, and you're very passionate. And it's, you know, for people that don't step up and follow their dream, you know, you're an inspiration, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I think I think um, I, I really feel like, I mean, it's weird to say, but I really feel like the 18 years of what I've been doing is preparation for right now. Mm-hmm. All of it was preparation for this moment. So the networks that I have, the people that I've met, I mean, um, you know, I tell young people every time I talk that the biggest difference uh, um, that made a difference for me was books that I've read and people I've met. Those yes. are the two things that I've just never stopped. You know, right. I, I meet people all the time. And um, that network, the other thing is I've always been the person that just kind of does stuff for other people and I've never asked um, for anything. And so now I'm kind of cashing in some chips of just asking for favors because um this is important, you know, this is, this is important to me and it's important to the world that these, these kids get fed. So, um, I think it's great. It's, yeah. it's incredibly meaningful. It's not like you're doing right. something. It's not very hard to convince somebody to get involved. It's like, right. <laughs> you know, right. It's like, here's a, here's a little child. Here's a before and after. Yes. It's these packets. I can open one if you want to taste it. I mean, it's very tangible way mm-hmm. to help. Um, it is a one-time treatment, which has been really important for me because I don't think the answer is to, just continually send food it has to be something that um, provides a sustainable model and I think this does because it gets them to a healthy weight so they can you know uh, become um, contributing members of society and help that whole poverty situation so and for people that don't know Sam which is severe acute malnutrition kills over 2 million children annually and affects 20 million children under the age of three that's more people than the entire population of Florida yeah, it's it. If you look at the uh, age bracket, um, it's one in four children, mm-hmm. one out of every four in the world's population, which is just mind blowing. And you know the deaths are tragic, um, but the 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 additional seventeen million or so that that suffer that don't die, they have huge issues. I mean, they're malnourished when their brains are developing, when they're learning how to walk, they're learning how to talk. I mean, right. we're talking about issues that affect the rest of their lives sure. and the community. You know. And so when they go on this product, it's uh, RUTF, yeah. ready to use therapeutic f- food. It, it's about a six-week 
Yeah, uh, it's a 126 packets. They're about 500 calories a packet. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on the age of the kid and the condition of the kid, uh, it, the treatment varies a little bit. But it's kind of like antibiotics, too, where they, they, they want them to stay on it all the way to the end um, and build up some reserves. Because a lot of times they're they're in this situation because of some natural disaster or a famine or an earthquake like Haiti. So sure. when there was yeah. a Haiti quake, um, there was a lot of infants that died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they'll send... They'll, a lot of times the Red Cross or different organizations will send in these kind of emergency rations, whether it's like a porridge or a rice mixture. The problem is, is when a baby is two years old or three years old, um, if you give them, you know, their, their stomachs are the size of a ping pong ball. So you give them rice. It just doesn't have the nutrients. So they just continue to go down the slope. I was going to say they need fat. They need yeah. protein. And that's I mean, this is basically them. peanut butter and infant formula mixed mm-hmm. together. Um, the you know it's more scientific than that, but yes. that's basically what it is. And the peanut butter really is it's calories, it's proteins, but it's also the delivery agent to be able to deliver this milk product without it um, with it being shelf stable. So you put it in these packets to your shelf life. So were you involved in the process of developing this product? No, that the recipe has been um, been around for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, but I got involved when the manufacturer started um, in Georgia. And kind of followed their journey, and um, I've designed some packaging and stuff for them, but I, I wasn't involved in the the science behind it. So, I just like to speak and ride my bike. I'm I not, think I'm not great. smart enough to come up with a food formula. That's yeah, so. okay. I think it's great that you have this passion. So, your your journey will start, as I see in the blog, uh, June. June twentieth is 20th. is our set start date, which is a Friday, uh, and we'll leave San Diego and ride to Orange County. And then on Saturday, June 21st, um, we're talking about doing something in Orange County. So if people look at the blog, they'll see some sort of launch event. Um, I'm trying to get a whole bunch of cyclists together to kind of take me up the coast. So so throw out your blog and information because I'm sure maybe some cyclists listening or people that Yeah, people. so it's uh, just cyclecause.com. Uh, really easy to remember. Uh, the organization is stopsam.org. Uh, both websites are linked to each other. Um, we have a Facebook page, which is uh, on Cycle Cause Ride. Um, but if you just go to cyclecause.com, uh, it'll link to everything else. Uh, um, up until Sunday, we're running an Indiegogo. Uh, Sunday's our last day of the Indiegogo. And then beyond that, we've got some other campaigns lined up to, to kick off all the big fundraising. So Fantastic. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you this for having me. It's great. great to see you. You're incredible. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what's next. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I'm a little worried about what's next. I'm worried that this is actually preparation for something. You so. know what? You never know. There's <laughs> you no never stopping know. you. Yeah, right now there isn't. So I think it's great. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Thanks so much. And again, uh, Luke Micey, if you want to find out more about him, go to cyclecause.com. And his complete story is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with Michelle Patterson, President and CEO of the Women's Conference, coming up.